Hello, and welcome to the 124th episode of the World of Sports podcast radio show short episodes series. My name is Zach Rubenstein. This has been, I guess, a little over two months since my last episode, which was October 20th. And as the new year is beginning, I decided to choose now to come back and restart the series. Uh, the first 123 episodes, I didn't really have a plan as to what I was doing. Um, I started in June. I know I talked a little about this on the 100th episode. Um, I started this in June of 2020. Didn't really know where I was going. Um, and as the semester progressed, uh, I'm in college. I eventually had to focus on that. Uh, and these episodes just became kind of too much to do. It is only about a 20-minute episode in terms of listening time, but it's probably double in actually editing and putting together. So what's maybe a 15-minute episode is maybe 35 minutes worth of total work or more. Um, and so I needed a break from this for a little bit. Again, I kind of sat down and just started this one day and then kind of kept going. That's not necessarily what I am doing this time. So I'm going to call it the second season, but I'm going to keep the count number going just so there's a historical record. So this will be the 124th episode of the World of Sports Podcast Radio Show Short Episode Edition. And so I don't know how often or how much people listen to what, but now there should be a semi-regular schedule. I don't know if it will be every day. Um, I guess you and I will find out together, but this is now going to be turning into a new year and a full year of this. Um, but what better way to start the new year, 2021, than to talk a little bit about 2020. 2020 was a hectic year and also a very calm one, especially when it comes to sports. And that actually played a role in the creation of this show. And I will eventually hit that in the at the point in which we go. Um, but 2020 was was kind of a, a crazy year, uh, and, and I'm only going to focus on the sports part of this. And of course, we've seen a lot of tragedy and a lot of loss in 2020, and that started early. On January 26th, we were all alerted to the news that Kobe Bryant had passed away in a, in a helicopter crash in Southern California. That kind of started the beginning of the year with the horror that we were about to see. Um, and there are certain players and certain sports that have had tragic deaths early. Um, Kobe is unfortunately, I guess, not the only one, but he is the biggest one. And I think almost everybody in the sports world knows where they were when they heard that, that news um, and felt that news. And of course, that was one week before uh, the Super Bowl the My, uh, in Miami. The, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs defeated the San Francisco 49ers to win Super Bowl 54, 31-20. And that was the last kind of big normal sporting event of the entire year. Um, I'll come back to some of the off-the-field stuff that, that occurred. Um, but as January and February came along... Uh, we started preparing for the MLB, play, the NBA playoffs, and college basketball. Obviously, March Madness is going to begin, um, and I'm going to jump ahead a little bit to March 11th, 2020. 
And if I had done a short episode show that day, I don't know that I would have had the words to describe the impact that that day had. Um, March 11, 2020 will be a day I think that will live in sports infamy, but it's also a day where the sports world may have helped the real world. So if you're wondering why does March 11th matter, um, March 11th was the day that the Jazz Utah Jazz Center Rudy Gobert tested positive for coronavirus. And that is, to my knowledge, the first major professional sport, at least in the Western Hemisphere, to have a positive case uh, during their season at the beginning of the pandemic. Obviously now, um, as we enter January, multiple teams have COVID across multiple sports. Um, But March 11th was different because I think there were a lot of people that didn't realize what was going on. And then all of a sudden, everything kind of stopped. Um, So if you don't know, there had already been some fear of what COVID might become. Going into March 11th, the Ivy League had canceled their basketball tournament. Um, I know the Pac-12 played that day without fans. And but the NBA was was gonna and the NBA was going to talk about taking uh, the fan aspect away and then trying to finish up their season. On Wednesday night, there was supposed to be a game between the Jazz and the Thunder, and as the players went out to the court, Rudy Gobert was not there. He was ill, was waiting on some COVID results, um, and ended up testing positive. There was kind of a scramble about what do we do, um, and the league decided that it would. Uh, cancel the game. Now, there was another game in progress that night that had already started. That was the Denver Nuggets and the Dallas Mavericks. And there were some other games that had already finished or were in progress and almost done. Um, And then there was supposed to be a later game between the Kings and the Pelicans. Um, So the Mavericks-Nuggets game was determined that it would would finish. They had a crowd full of people and they decided to just keep rolling. and the NBA decided that they would play the Pelicans game, Pelicans-Kings, and then figure out kind of the next day what was going to happen. Um, it turned out that a referee had, uh, in the in the later game, the Pelicans game, had refereed a game with the Jazz recently. They decided that game should cancel. So on Wednesday, March 11th, the final game of the NBA uh, was played, and that was the Nuggets and the Mavericks. Um, everybody knew during that game that it was probably the last game they'd see for a while, um, and it absolutely was. And after that, as a result of the Rudy Gobert incident, everyone else kind of paused. Baseball played, I think, a, maybe a game or two the next day, um, but promptly canceled, or at least stopped playing. Hockey, the same. Some sports went on, but as... The news of the NBA's positive of Rudy Gobert started getting out. That pretty much put a, a stop to professional sports um, as we know it. And um, then in terms of sports, we entered a really big kind of gap. It wasn't until the end of June or so that we had NASCAR come back. Um, and then we didn't get baseball or basketball um, until the end of July, we had baseball summer camp start earlier in July, same with the NBA. Um, and that was kind of when sports stopped. There was nothing that came on 
after that, with the except of the occasional uh, NASCAR race or golf may have started earlier. Um, so yeah, the whole sports world uh, was pretty much put into a, um, a a break. And I'm looking, you know, to do some research for this. I looked back at some of the events that that went on in sports, and there's a Wikipedia page of every championship uh, for the entire year. And when you get to March, after about the 11th, things just stop. It's postponed, 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 postponed. You know, it's it's a bunch of events, hundreds of them, uh, all all just stopped instantly. Um, but the interesting sport that didn't stop was football, because football was not on the field. As I mentioned, the first weekend of February, they had they played the Super Bowl, and so the NFL continued their you know, their operations kind of virtually, the way everybody else did when it came to work. Um, And that was where kind of the next part of the story comes in. Um, And that was that NFL offseason ended up being very, very, very interesting. Um, Of course, the big news was Tom Brady left the New England Patriots and signed with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, I would put a, a number two in there as my team, the Arizona Cardinals, traded for star-wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins. Um, And there were a lot of other signings. The NFL proceeded as normal. Um, In April, they held their draft virtually, uh, very successfully, might I add. Um, And rookies were selected and brought into, you know, their respective organizations. But there is something that was supposed to happen at the end of July that never did start. And that was the Olympics. And the Olympics will now be this year instead. Um... And I guess we'll go three years between Summer Olympics from 2021 to 2024. Um, but the Olympics never happened. They never got the chance to begin because certain athletes from certain countries, you know, weren't able to necessarily stay away from COVID and the protocols were not necessarily uh, good enough to keep them totally safe. Um, the other story that came up, and I'm going to go back now, earlier in 2020, it actually I believe started in 2019, was the Houston Astros cheating scandal. So in 2017, while the Houston Astros were making their way to a eventual World Series victory, they were cheating. They were using a center field camera, um, or camera out in center field, to sign steal, and that information was relayed to players through the banging of a trash can. This came out when a disgruntled pitcher who was on a different team, decided that he needed to blow the whistle. And so he did. As a result, the manager of the Houston Astros was fired and suspended for a year, as was the team's GM. And the bench coach, who was now a manager of a different team, the Boston Red Sox, was also suspended for a year and fired. Um, and another and a player at the time, who was then a manager of the Mets, was also fired from the Mets though he did not receive any suspension, and neither did any other player for their actions. They were all given immunity um, and, I guess, you know, had to own up to what they had done. Um, that started in spring training in February and in March, the little bit that was there. Um, a kind of a hitting spree where players from the Houston Astros who were part of that World Series were knocked around, hit nearly daily, and um, punished in ways that the league, I guess, was not punished because, I guess, the league was not willing to punish them. Um, of course, after March and after April, we ended up in June and July when the seasons resumed. 
And what we were faced with were two sports going in two different directions. And, of course, the World of Sports podcast and radio show short episode series started in June, the second, the first week or so. So you can actually listen uh, to these, as I call them, um, but as I went through these days. But the NBA decided that they would take the top 22 teams, which were teams that were able to make the playoffs or in the playoffs, and they would play a three-game three warm-ups, three games of warm-up, an eight-game regular season, and finish what they didn't finish after March 11th. They would do. They would then play the rest of the playoffs and crown a champion to be champion crowned in early October, and that would all take place from the ESPN's Wide World of Sports in Orlando, Florida, where a massive sports complex exists with a couple of basketball courts. So while the two arenas existed, they set up three basketball courts in uh, nearby ballrooms associated with the Disney property. Players, staff, personnel were all quarantined, isolated, then sent to Orlando, quarantined some more, and it literally created a COVID-free bubble where the NBA finished their season in October without a, a single positive case. Baseball decided they would try a different idea. They would essentially create two teams of 30, an active roster and a backup roster, and they would play without fans in their home ballparks while the other group of 30 guys were at a AAA or spring training affiliate nearby uh, where they could be essentially separated from the team, but players were able to go to and from their families. Now, baseball also had their own uh, you know, COVID problems because they were not in a bubble, uh, and I will get to the World Series in a later episode because I stopped doing this show. I took the first big break for this show right before the World Series ended. Um, so there was, you know, a lot of stories there. And and baseball did have some issues um, with their season. The Miami Marlins had 18 positive cases. The St. Louis Cardinals had, I believe, 13, including staff. Um, there were a number of false positives along the way. But baseball ended up finishing uh, at the end of October when they were planning on it. And, of course... Both the NBA and baseball, the champion teams, were from the city of Los Angeles. The Los Angeles Lakers and the Los Angeles Dodgers made the city of Angels the city of champions, um, which seems to highlight the uh, the way 2020 seemed to be out of nowhere. In January, the city of Los Angeles had its heart broken when its prodigal son was taken too early only to a number of months later be the city that won two championships in about three and a half weeks. Uh, very fitting of the way I would say 2020 uh, went. That was often the way we felt. Um, now, after these two sports ended, the NFL continued as usual. Now, of course, the NFL had its own COVID problems with the Tennessee Titans having a big issue. Um, early on in the season, and then multiple other teams had problems, including a Thanksgiving fiasco of positive cases between uh, the Steelers, the Pittsburgh Steelers, and the Baltimore Ravens. And so positive cases, I guess, were uh, were all over the place um, in the NFL. And to be honest, uh, you know, as of January 1st, there are still positive cases as we enter the week before the playoffs. 
The other big story or storylines from 2020 seem to be in the changing of ways. So in, I believe, November, the Miami Marlins decided that they were going to hire a new GM. And it turned out to be a woman named Kim Ning, who is the first female general manager of a Major League Baseball team. Now, Kim Ning is a perfectly capable woman. Um, oftentimes the argument for the, you know, why should a woman not be in, in a male sport is qualification. But Kim Ning not only broke that barrier, but did it in a way that, that made no one, at least to me, be able to question uh, her credentials. She worked in the major league office. She worked with the New York Yankees, um, as well as a number of other teams, um, and had all the classifications and all the qualifications to be the first female general manager. Um, and of course, this will not be the last time we hear uh, her name for sure. But the other thing uh, that entered sports was daily life um, in a way that they don't normally intersect. So obviously in March, the sports world brought the regular world to its knees. And then in June, events happened in the regular world that ended up changing the way sports and the perception of sports was conducted. I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. I started this series right after this actually happened. But on May 25th, a man named George Floyd was murdered by police officers in Minneapolis. And what came after became not just a discussion or an outrage about the death of George Floyd, who was killed uh, after trying to purchase something with a counterfeit $20 bill, but it became a discussion about, I guess, in the reg in, in the world outside of sports, it became discussion about the treatment of black people. Within the bubble of sports, it became a discussion about the voice the players have when talking about the mistreatment of black people. Um, we saw what we saw was players to stand up and realize that they actually have lots of power, and. They were not necessarily perfect, at least initially, with the way that they went about doing it. Um, initially, the NBA uh, had talks about not continuing its season, uh, which they had just agreed to begin doing at the time in early June. They decided to go along with it, but wanted to make their voices heard differently. They had slogans on the back of their jerseys. They put Black Lives Matter on the court. Um, and they started advocating publicly, you know, for the better treatment of black people. But what the players soon realized was that people were less pay, were paying less attention to uh, the slogans on the back of their jerseys because they were focused on the fact they couldn't see their names. So an adjustment was made. And the taking of knees before games just became less covered and no longer shown on television. Um, and then in August, there was another controversial incident involving a black man named Jacob Blake, and the NBA realized that they actually hadn't done much, that people who were listening were already listening. The people they needed to get to listen that they weren't listening um, were the politicians that I guess they were trying to get a hold of that just weren't listening. Um, and so the NBA flipped, tweaked, I guess is the better word, um, 
its approach and really did make a difference. And the WNBA was lockstep in this, probably actually in front of the NBA on this. Um, the women of the WNBA were more vocal, more powerful um, than even the than even the NBA itself. They were more active, more public um, with their distrust and their upset and their pain. Um, and so they also took a step into the limelight. Um, and the NBA decided that they would, they realized they weren't doing enough. And at the time, I don't know if I said this, but I very much agreed. I felt like this, what they were doing was the second step, not the first. They were advocating for police reform and racial justice, which you have to, you can't do until you can begin to get those things. You can't ask for something when nobody's listening to what you're asking for. And it somehow happened. The Milwaukee Bucks, who had a personal connection because Jacob Blake um, was shot in their state, they felt a, uh, I guess, a certain amount of anger and a certain amount of frustration and were able to get the entire league on board, the entire Players Association on board. And the NBA put up polling sites um, for the 2020 election, which was in November. They decided that their contribution was to create polling sites using their stadiums or using you know other community centers that were easily identifiable, public, um, and they started advocating on voting rights. And I was super proud to see that the players were successful um, in and you can say what you want about the presidential election, but in November, the candidate that the players had supported won. That was Joe Biden, and he will be inaugurated in, I guess, 19 days, 20 days. Um, so the uh, the players ended up, I think, actually making a big difference. In certain states in which the election was close, you might be able to point to the players' actions um, as directly the difference maker between success and uh I guess, failure. Um, but the other thing that it did is that I think it gave the players the confidence to say, you know what, we can speak up. And in 2021, I think that some of the the things that, that the players were asking for in 2020 can finally be asked for. Because I think there will be, and whether or not you like the politics of it, an administration that will listen. Um, and so I look actually for that to change coming um you know, in the in the very nearish future, in the next couple of months. Um, but the last thing, as we end, as I end this part of the episode, um, is a story that I don't think will get has gotten much attention. And if I was, you know, doing the show in the last two months, I would have absolutely covered. And that is someone I don't know that you've ever heard of. Uh, her name is Sarah Fuller. Sarah Fuller is a female soccer player at the University of Vanderbilt, where um, I believe she won an SEC championship. I don't know if they were going to play the championship for it, but she's actually more than that. Sarah Fuller has become the first woman to play in a Power 5 NCAA football game. Uh, she is the first person, she, she I guess, had a, a kickoff in her first appearance and then kicked a couple of extra points. So it also makes her the first woman in a Power 5 football game to score any points. Um, she has scored, I believe, two um, to this point. So that's a story that I think in other years would be much bigger. 
Um, in the year that is this one, it didn't necessarily get that much attention. Um, but to me, at least, it was a big year nonetheless. And you might wonder, well, what will 2021 bring? Um, I think 2021 will be a year of somewhat boring normalcy. Um, it's going to, no, there's no doubt, it's going to take a while to get past the coronavirus. Um, there will be possibly sports pushed back. Baseball's talked about waiting until play, waiting and playing uh, starting in May or June. Um, now the NBA is finished. He's going to finish their season a little bit later than they normally would. I think they're going to finish um, either in early July or late June with a shortened season, similarly in sized actually to the one from lat from I guess last year and what started in 2019. And it's going to take. Some time to get back to normal. In 2021, things are going to be a little bit strange, but they will eventually be back to normal. And I think sports will return to the way we always saw it. Now, I do hope there are things that don't change. I like, I like that the players found their voices, and I hope they don't lose it. And I hope the college athletes maybe can demand more going forward than they have. Um, there was some talk about the players, the college athletes trying to get paid over the summer. They didn't do that. Um, and I don't know if we'll see more about that, but I'm hoping we will. And so uh, happy new year to, to everyone if you're listening to this. Um, and I will be happy to see you again this year, the new year, 2021. So thank you for listening, and I will see you tomorrow on another episode of the World of Sports Podcast and Radio Show Short Episode Edition.